Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more. And I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make. So it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world. Become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. What's up, my manifesting queens? I am so ready to bring you this episode. Um, (laughs) It's going to be hilarious and probably a little shocking. And this is because I'm letting you in on behind the scenes of the shit show slash miracle that was our trip to Costa Rica. And the reason you're going to want to listen to this is if you find yourself struggling with surrender, like the surrender piece of becoming a millionaire, of manifesting your dream life, and you like have a real issue with like, you know, being ready to be receptive, you know, having that true ability to release all expectations and trust that things fall together for you, then this is going to be for you. Plus, I'm going to be dropping in here a bunch of abundance codes, wealth codes, and all the abundance vibes. So if you're new to following me on this podcast, I'm Cassie McKenzie. I actually channel abundance and wealth codes from the angelic realms into your life, into my teachings, my mentoring, and my, um, what do you call it? Coaching. You know, that old chestnut. So it, it, you know, it basically is like no surprise that when people join my programs or people join, you know, my, um, whether it's about money or about abundance, then their lives, um, become like unbelievably abundant as well. And I see this time and time again, especially with the clients that really see, look, that's a ding ding and it's 11-11. Like (laughs) I am right on it. So here's the thing. When you put the work in, you know, you're going to get out what you want to put in. And so, I mean, you're going to get out what you put into it, but also you're going to get out even more if you're open to it. And, um, you know, also this ties in as I'm looking at my window, I'm looking and there is like a cardinal, a little lady cardinal out there. And what looks like it could be the bluebird that hangs out like right outside our window too. And I love it. These are like my signals of prosperity. So this the next like however many minutes it takes for me to film this portion of this podcast episode is going to be filled with abundance for you. So, um, but for those of you who might not have known my family, I have two little kids, one's four and one's six. My six-year-old turned six on the day we left to go to Costa Rica. My husband turned 40 um, just a couple weeks ago, but this was supposed to be his like big 40th birthday trip and I manifested the hell out of my husband. He's from South Africa. He is like, um, 
you know, there's a whole episode about this that I recorded last year about manifesting your, you know, partner and stuff. But, you know, basically he, we both love traveling. Our kids have more passport stamps than most Americans do. And I have to say that this trip almost broke me. Like it broke me on several different ways, but it almost scared me completely away from traveling altogether. And I'm not easily scared out of that. Like we've brought our kids to South Africa to see my, um, our in-laws. Um, you know, we travel all the time with them. It's no biggie. And so this was like next fucking level though. Let me just tell you. So when we, when we set out to do this trip, this was supposed to be like, you know, a vacation, a fun adventure, fun vacation to a beautiful part of the country, you know, beautiful part of the world. I'd actually been to Costa Rica one time. Um, I went like in 2010 with, um, I'm not even going to go into it. I went in 2010 and ironically stayed at the same hotel, one of the same hotels that we stayed at on our trip. But, you know, and I might get some flack for this from you guys, but like, I wasn't all that impressed with Costa Rica back then. And so I think this was like, I was sort of looking forward to this trip, mainly just to like get some time away to relax because the back end of last year was so busy. You know, all of our birthdays seemed to like fall within like three months of each other. Then you've got like Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving and all that. And, you know, I was pivoting a lot of my business and starting to really um, open up some additional psychic gifts and intuitive abilities. And really, you know, hitting that millionaire status has changed the outlook that I have on a lot of things. So when who I was when I booked this trip and who I was when we went on it are two completely different people. But, you know, when I booked this trip, I have this uncanny knack of being able to, and believe me, I don't normally say the words uncanny or knack, so I don't know where the fuck that came from, but hey, we're just going to go with it. But I, so I booked this trip and I've got this like special ability there. That sounds more like me to get like ridiculously good deals on travel. And our airline tickets were no, mis- like they, they were like an amazing deal. Now, if I could go back, that would be the first thing I would change. But here's the thing. When shit hits the fan, you've got to see like, where, where am I responsible for this? Right? Like I couldn't sit there and blame American Airlines for all of our problems, but I could certainly blame them for some of the problems. But, you know, really what it came down to was it was my decision to fly on that godforsaken airplane and that godforsaken airline company, um, you know, so it all starts with me, right? It all starts with me booking four tickets for us to go on what should have been a super easy trip down to Costa Rica from Florida. And what had happened was, so we were supposed to have an overnight in, so we, we flew out of a, we flew out of an airport that was like a little bit south of us. And we were supposed, which, you know, we're used to doing, like we, sometimes we fly out of Orlando. This was a new thing where we were flying out of Fort Myers. It's like about an hour and a half away, but like that wasn't a super, going to be a super big deal to us. Like we've done that before for, you know, several different trips before. And the other part was that we were leaving on Liam's birthday and we were supposed to spend the night overnight in Dallas and then get up early in the next morning and then get to 
you know, Costa Rica. Well, what was supposed to be like a routine trip, we ended up getting diverted and because of weather and we got diverted and this, you guys, this happened on my 40th birthday trip too when we went to Barcelona and we were flying on American Airlines there too where we got diverted and ended up missing our connection to get to, you know, our final destination. And this happened on this trip too. And as soon as I realized that we were getting diverted to San Antonio, I internally started like just had this pit, this like feeling of dread because I was like, oh, fuck. I've got like our rental car lined up. I've got our, you know, hotels lined up. I've got everything fucking lined up to get this morning. You know, when we get to Costa Rica, we were supposed to get there at like 1130 or something like that. And so we, I just got this feeling of dread because I was like, oh, holy shit. Like what is happening? What are, what is, what is going to, you know, like get us to our fucking flight, you know, get us to our connection, please. And so I guess you can probably tell that we missed our connection and ended up in a line for about like literally the flight like took off the flight we were supposed to take to Liberia, like pushed off of the um, the gate in order to allow our airline, you know, our air airplane, whatever the hell you want to call it, our airplane to like get into the gate. So it, we couldn't have been any more close to being able to catch our flight. But and there's like half the people on this flight were going to Liberia, I guess, like because of a lot of the, um, you know, um, like the staffing shortages and because it's the holidays and like I think shit just hit the fan like in a royal way um, over like this past holiday season and especially over that weekend when we left. Um, but they've been decreasing the number of flights that have been going there too. So apparently like everybody was on this flight cause it was literally like the only one out for like days out of, you know, that area. But anyway, um, when we got to the airport, we, there was like a two hour line just to get up to the desk. So imagine us sitting there with our two tired kids, like they hadn't eaten and I'm on the phone trying to get online for, you know, like get on somebody on the phone first and that sure as hell wasn't happening. So after waiting for like two hours in line, we ended up getting up to the desk. That took like another hour and a half. The guy like helped us get rebooked, but we had to get rebooked through New York and spend the night at GF, JFK flying on JetBlue, which thank God they have alcohol on there. I swear to God, American Airlines is the worst, like the worst service. Holy shit. Anyway, but yeah, at least we got on JetBlue, but it was like, it took us five flights to get to Costa Rica from Florida. That is just not ideal, right? But all along the way, like there was all of these lessons of surrender because I waited in line with these people for like, or, you know, talk to the person at the desk. Then I went over to like JetBlue to see and make sure that we were going to get all our luggage because, you know, we had all of our presents, all the presents from, you know, the big man in the red suit and all of the things from, you know, us to each other, all of our clothes. It wasn't just like, you know, thank God you're going to a place that, you know, you don't wear many clothes. Like it wasn't just that. When you travel with two kids, you're fucking prepared for a, like a nuclear holocaust, right? So you end up taking a whole lot more shit than you really, you know, would if you're just like a single person that lives with her two cats at home, you know? So 
I was just like kind of, you know, freaking out trying to make sure that we were going to get our bags. Well, I bet you guys can guess what happened. <sighs> yeah, I'll get to that. So we end up getting, um, you know, I, I was trying to get on the phone. Like I spent most of the day like on the phone trying to get, um, you know, somebody to answer down there to switch our hotel reservation and make sure they didn't give our hotel away. Cause I was like, fuck, what if we get down there? We have no place to stay. Like I've got to get somebody on the phone and then trying to do the same with the rental car with Avis. And that was like definitely unhelpful. Um, but it really was like of such a super stressful day. It went from like this really big amount of excitement and like, oh, I can't wait to get the kids down there and get them to the pool and just like let them run around because these poor guys had just been like, you know, dragged from here, there and everywhere. And by the time we got up to JFK and we booked a hotel, like we, we were just kind of standing around like completely emotionally and mentally exhausted and not knowing exactly, you know, which way was up or what to do or, um, you know, it was not exactly like what we had planned. So this trip started off with like me, I was like sitting in the airport, just bawling, like crying. Cause I just felt so helpless. I felt like I had no idea how I was going to make anything come together, you know? And I really had to sit back and surrender and just kind of like pull what shreds of like emotional intelligence that I had at the time together so that we could feed the kids and it wouldn't rub off on them and that they would still have a good time and that we could just take it moment to moment, you know, like, cause this was definitely not a six hour flight we had planned on taking <laughs> that night. Right. Um, but here's the thing when you are, if you want to be a millionaire and if you have these big goals and these dreams of like, you know, something that's like massive and drastically different than what you're currently living, then you've got to be open to taking the shit and being able to mold something beautiful out of it, right? Because you're, if you're in your comfort zone constantly, then you could bump up against issues and problems you're already used to, right? Like, you know, you know what to do because you've encountered it before. Now, this was a situation I had not encountered before. And it came from me making decisions from a poverty and lack mindset. Like that was the beginning. Like who the hell wants to fly here, there and everywhere just to get to a place that's, you know, four hours away. Now, granted, the flights to get down there, there wasn't a lot of choices from Tampa especially, you know, like when I went to book it, but there were some that would have been about probably, you know, a thousand to $2,000 more for our whole family of four to get down there. That could have been more direct and that might not have gotten us into these issues where we were, you know, like <sighs> stuck, you know, <laughs> stuck without any way of getting out. And the other part was that was like the first beginning of the lessons of surrender and also of being gra grateful and having that gratitude for the things that we did have there with us. Like clearly it was such like I just started tapping into so much gratitude there of like, OK, what are my kids still having a fun time or can we still play with them? You know, can they run around the airport a little? Can they get some food? They've got like their iPads charged up. They are, you know, there's, we have the ability to get them whatever they need, right? The other thing was, thank God, at least we're getting a flight out. There were a lot of people stranded that, 
you know, who knows if they even got it on a flight. Like there were a lot of people who were behind us that had been on our flight that, you know, who I don't know what kind of route they had to take. But, you know, with a family of four, there were not many options for us. Like we could have been delayed even more days getting down there. Um, the other part was, you know, just being so grateful that we were all safe and that we were all together, um, you know, and getting along, <laughs> getting along. Uh, and then also that we were able to find a place to stay and get like a nice warm shower and the kids had a bed to sleep in and we didn't have to sleep in the airport. Um, you know, I was just ready to spend whatever we needed to do in order for them to, um, you know, like have a comfortable place to stay because we were just like completely shot. Um, the other thing is, you know, we discovered this little hotel that was inside the airport. Now, granted, this one was like $550 a night. And had I known all of my credit card benefits back in the day, I would have had to stay there, which, you know, if you guys travel, get a card that has travel insurance because that's going to be a big part of what I'm going to talk about in the coming episodes. But... You know, I just started flooding my life with so much gratitude about the things that were going right. At the time, it didn't seem like much was going right. But in the coming days, if I looked back, I could see that. They, oh, my God. It just like this trip started off like this and just kept on going just like this. And believe me, we were not we were just sitting there dumbfounded the whole time. Like, holy shit. Like, how can this happen? This and this. And what do we even do? You know, like, what do you even do besides throw your hands up and just surrender? Right. And you feel like you're powerless. You feel like I felt so hopeless. I walked up to the JetBlue people because they were in Austin. They told us to just go to JetBlue and that they'd be able to get us a hotel. I go up to those fuckers and they didn't even want to talk to me. They thought I was crazy. I guess they deal with a lot of crazy ass people because they didn't even believe me and what I was telling them until I started crying my eyes out. And then they finally like wised up and the guy came over and his eyes got as big as saucers. And he was like, holy shit. You've been through all of this just today alone. And like he couldn't find my luggage either. And he was like, at first they were kind of dicks about it. But then once they realized what we had gone through and that we weren't like blowing smoke up their ass and like trying to get sympathy, he found our luggage finally back in Austin. So we had an inkling that like when we land in Costa Rica, we're not going to have any of our shit. And that sent me into a freaking tailspin there, too, because I was like, holy crap, what do we do for gifts for the kids? What do we do for clothes? I've been wearing the same clothes now for like three days. And granted, I did bring an, an extra set of clothes. But like when we landed in the Liberia airport, our son was so like they had basically put us in the very back row of JetBlue, which usually is a bathroom on other airlines. But so it doesn't have a window. So it was a really bumpy flight, like towards the end, like the last few hours were bumpy. And I even like feel sick to my stomach talking about it right now. But like my poor little guy whose birthday it was like, believe me, I felt the mom guilt in this trip, like seriously. And because um, I'm like, why the fuck are we doing this to this little six year old on his birthday? You know, like it's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be fun. And we arrived in Liberia finally and his little body felt so sick and I guess he picked up something along the way too but he felt so sick that 
we we were standing in baggage claim and all of a sudden he just throws up and he, he had eaten like some Cheetos in the car. Not, or no, cheese nips. You know, like those little like cheese crackers. He'd had some of those in the airplane. And meanwhile, I had like a migraine. I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. And so he throws up there and I'm like, holy shit, we've got to clean this up. Like they're never going to let us in the country. If they're going to think he has COVID, they're not going to let us in the country if they see him throwing up in the middle of here. And plus we got to get him some water, get him something to feel better. The poor little guy, like I just, oh, like you start to really look back at the decisions you've made and you're like, okay, where could I have done this differently? Well, I could have booked a more direct route. I could have also, you know, like next time, had a greater idea of like what sort of travel benefits we had, you know, and which would have led me to make a little bit different decisions around like booking a hotel in advance and, you know, not cutting cutting out like a couple hours that we spent in JFK kind of walking around aimlessly because, you know, like if I used all the benefits, then we could have just gotten an Uber if they would have picked us up. Now, we've had this situation where Ubers don't want to pick you up in an airport because it's not a long ride. So who knows if that really would have worked out. But like, it was just exhausting for all of us. And yet there is this hope that like next time and there's promise next time that it'll be different, right? Like you, whatever you're going through, it's to set you up to make different decisions the next time. And This podcast is not to sit here and bitch about everything going wrong. This is to help you know that like every like just because shit is hitting the fan, like just because like things don't go as planned, it doesn't mean anything like it doesn't mean anything about, you know, whether you're allowed to have a good time ever or whether you're, you know, meant to travel or whether you're meant to take your your kids on trips it just is there to make you stronger right like none of the things that I just told you ended in me dying right like they all ended in me deciding to make different decisions next time around like I swear to god if this happens next time around I'm gonna be like hallelujah okay well we're going to go straight to a place and sit down we're gonna get the nicest dinner we have because my credit card is gonna pay for it we're going to um uh book a really great hotel that we're going to go straight to. I'm going to order Uber Eats to have us, you know, right there and everything else will be all taken care of, right? Like even when we landed and we had no bags, it was like, what the fuck do you do now? Well, you go shopping and thank God the money mindset that I have is not one of poverty. It's one of a millionaire's mindset, right? And believe me, I didn't grow up that way. I grew up as a daughter of a teacher and a guy that went to jail, um, then stepdaughter, uh, you know, daughter of a teacher and uh, stepdaughter of a teacher as well. Like we didn't grow up with a lot of fucking money, at least none that didn't have to get taken back by the government. And, you know, like everything that I've learned, everything that I've built, I've built from deciding to believe different things, right? I've decided to believe different things that now I can carry on and tell my kids so like nobody can walk up here and tell me their situation is worse than anything that I went through because I can tell you right now like it is it's all up to how you decide to remember it okay how you decide to remember it and what you decide going forward that you deserve right like we all make decisions about what we deserve in every any given moment and that doesn't mean that your normal standard is the only thing that you deserve like 
I shop on Sheen. I order, I order like all my bathing suits in advance. So if we want to get materialistic here, I ordered all my bathing suits in advance. I had all my clothes in advance. Like I didn't want to have to waste any time or money shopping while I was there. But when we arrived and I literally had like a pair of underwear and it was dirty and I wore a swimsuit the next day on our flight and then like <laughs> wore that same swimsuit for like three days or two days as like underwear like I'm like this is not gonna happen you know what I mean like you gotta I, I, we gotta figure out where our fucking bags are but also like we've got to go shopping and get ourselves some things to be able to wear you know an outfitting a family of four for let's see it took eight days for the for us to get our our baggage so like we checked it in on the 17th of December and we got it on Christmas night okay so immediately I went and went like shopping for like a couple days but we had no idea it was going to take that fucking long to get our bullshit down there right plus the other thing I was mainly concerned about was the t-o-y-s's and things for our kids because you know we were deciding to go there over the Christmas break and you know you know like Santa's got to be able to find you wherever the hell you are and so um plus oh I didn't mention this plus since we were a day late getting there Avis Rental Car, which is perhaps the worst fucking rental car company in Costa Rica, with complete dicks. Like, I'm really thankful that we didn't end up having to get a car from them. Like, they gave our car away the day before, and they were just completely unapologetic and complete dicks about it. But they, um, when we went there on the day that we arrived, the day, you know, we were obviously like a day late getting in, so it was on the 19th, <clears throat> and we arrived there and went there there was like three different families that were getting swindled by them plus this couple that was there that had a car but they wouldn't rent it to her because she didn't have like I don't know like three thousand dollars on her in her checking account back at home and so like they wouldn't let her use the debit card and authorize it for that amount of money they were gonna like make her get cash out or something or I don't know what the hell it was anyway the point is they were there that day they had a car there in front of them and Avis looked at us and said we have no cars and these people were like you could literally you could they give them ours give them our car we're obviously not going to use this like this is stupid just give them our car and it was pretty funny because they um they ended up like uh just leaving right they ended up leaving and going back to the airport to try to find another car to rent. Now, for us, there were no cars. There were no cars for people who needed it for the amount of time that we needed it. They were able to rent one for three days, but you know, like when we went and searched for something to have for two weeks, there was like absolutely nothing available because we were there over Christmas and New Year's, right? And yeah, that was fun. So that meant that, you know, I was kind of stressing out because obviously like by the time we got to our, our hotel, like clearly our son wasn't feeling good. So he was sick. Um, we didn't have any baggage. So we had like and they had an extra stroller of ours at American Airlines that we didn't know it was lost in space. And then, you know, we had nothing to really change into. <laughs> like it's just crazy. So my and then my my son started to get like a stomach bug like in the actual pants that he did have he had a little accident in them and I was like oh sh like literally oh shit and so it was just like one of those things where like the thing started off with a, with me like 
I'm like, oh my God, I can't even sit down. Like you can't even relax because there's just one thing that happens after another. And like, how the hell? I want to go home, right? And so you just want to give up and go home. Like it gets so uncomfortable. You want to give up and go home. And thank God we were at like such a beautiful hotel. I have to say shout out to the Tamarindo Deria. That place is phenomenal. It's really nice. They've got amazing pools. And it's right on the beach. It's like the food's real good too. And they're super, super sweet. And, um, but this was the start of releasing the expectations on this trip, especially. This wasn't just the start. I would say this was like stage three or four of releasing expectations. And I think this was like the biggest lessons that I was starting to learn. You know, like releasing the control, releasing expectations and going with the flow. I swear to God, though, if one more person says Pura Vida to me, I'm going to smack them in the face because that's like dirty words to me at this point right there. In Costa Rica, it's like this slang that they say about everything, like everything's Pura Vida. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I literally I've, I've told you on this, like, however long I've been on, what, like 40 minutes? I at this point have oh, wait, no, 29 minutes. I've told you about maybe a quarter of the shit that happened like by day three or four we I was just like walking around in a daze because I had no idea what else could possibly fucking go wrong you know like we booked some shuttles thank god we were able to like go ahead and just we had to book private shuttles to get to like some of the other areas of Costa Rica that we were going to and then we I did cancel like a couple of the parts of our trip and then learned some lessons around booking in certain areas of Costa Rica that I would not recommend, i.e. like if they have dirt roads and you have no car, then don't even bother doing it because you're going to be a dirty mess. But the other thing that I want to say is like this comes back, a lot of it comes back to your money mindset, okay? And if you have a desire to be a millionaire and whether you're making, you know, 10k 20k 100k per year and you have no idea how it's going to happen that you're going to end up a millionaire you don't have to know how it's going to happen first of all and that's a topic for a whole nother episode of this podcast but having a money mindset that that is founded in abundance okay rooted and founded strongly in abundance will allow you to give yourself the flexibility that you need to get what you need to get for yourself to bring comfort to your life okay this trip in itself did not have much comfort in terms of the things that you know i had already booked that were you know gonna take you know, like take time down there. Like what I wanted to do, and I remember going on our way down, Ian, my husband said, listen, we're going to get mom like a massage, a day where you go to the spa. And I was like, listen, all I want is a day where like, or like a few days or a week of like not having to make a decision for anybody else. And so what did we do? We had to like get down there and like track shit down and make decisions the entire fucking time, like booking shuttles, changing this, changing that, like, ah. And it was just like comical. Like we ended up just laughing a lot about it. I was laughing in between like the tears. Okay. So, but having that flexibility financially, like knowing that either way you're going to be taken care of, that every dollar that's spent on yourself to make your life easier is going to be returned to you and multiplied. Like 
I didn't have to be tight with my money there. I could buy what I wanted to buy. And, you know, I'm saying it is not cheap there. It is like not cheap at all in Costa Rica. Like it is, is not Bali, people. This is not Bali at all. And like a freaking swimsuit was like 70 bucks. A pair of shorts was like $50. A dress was $50. Like everything was like $50 to $70. And so I was like, okay, you know, for me to buy clothes for myself plus two other people plus my husband for like seven days, like every day we were going shopping to get new clothes because we were like, oh, here's another day without our luggage. Better go shopping. You better get ourselves something to wear today because like, you know, we had nothing else in our suitcase. So, but you know, how... I know that my travel card is going to end up reimbursing us either, either way, but even if it didn't, like you've got to do for yourself what you deserve to do for yourself, okay? And so if I really truly believe that, here's the thing, like for example, in the coaching industry, which I am like so turned off by, like at the moment, um, you know, you... You see people all the time that make a lot of money, right? They, they tell you how much money they're making or what their big months are, whatever the case may be. But you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You absolutely have no idea what's going on behind the scenes or whether they're still tight with everything that they have, you know, and they're afraid to spend money. And the only thing they spend money on is coaching or mentors or programs because they think they've been told that if they spend the money on these mentors and programs that it's going to scale their business, you know, and like <clears throat> what you've got to, and I'm like clearing my throat because I feel like the, my spirit wants to come out right now, but like you've got to make these decisions because it's what you truly want to do and not because you feel pressured in to doing it, okay? And this goes for, you know, anything, anything, making it from a desire, all right? Like, I could have gone and bought fucking bullshit down there for like $10 a piece. But I was like, fuck this. No way. If I'm going to spend my time having to go shopping with, you know, all of our kids and spend their time, make them sit in stores where they're bored off their asses, right? Then we're going to make it worthwhile, okay? Like this is going to be stuff that we actually like, all right? Same goes, though, for investing in yourself. Like, this is an investment. This isn't just money spent. It's an investment, okay? So, like, I love every single thing that I got for myself down there. And I know, like, obviously we live in Florida, so at some point I'm going to rewear it again when it's not, like, 50 degrees out. But, like, I genuinely look at them and it makes me happy. Whereas if I went and looked at things like, I'm going to go spend money on myself then I would look at it and feel like shit because they'd be like, oh, look at this crap I spent money on down there. You know what I mean? So, and I know you know what I mean because I know you've done it too in the past. The other thing is be aware of what it is that you want and be aware of the standards that you have for yourself, what you're willing to put yourself through to get yourself somewhere. Like there were so many times where I said to Ian, I was like, I could have just spent $1,500 more and we would have been down there sooner and probably had all of our shit and like had flexibility, being able to drive around and this, that, and the other. But like, I can't go back and change it. All I can do is on future trips, like a pattern that I've found myself doing a lot is 
people pleasing and like doing trips just because somebody else wants to do it or going somewhere because it makes it easy on somebody else. And that shit's done. Like if you're going to put your, and I know I've said this a few different times, but like if you're going to put your time and your effort and your money, don't make somebody else's time, effort and money worth more than yours. Okay. Don't do that shit. Like I've done that so many times in the past. And I've allowed people to walk all over me. I've allowed people to be takers when I'm just like giving and giving and doing things for them. And with all due respect, your freaking time is worth more to you than it is to somebody else. Your expectations are worth more to you than they are to somebody else. Your money is worth more to you than it is to somebody else. So think of yourself as the best investment that you can have, but also make it a wise one, okay? And know what you're getting into. Okay. Well, that's part one. So part one. And then I'm going to go more into like in the, in the coming episodes about what is like, where can you develop even more of a millionaire's mindset? How do you make it through these moments that physically like want to, you know, break you down into pieces? Okay. I love you guys so much and I hope you're doing well. And let me know if you like this episode, if you're new to me, then welcome, welcome. And, um, I am so excited about what we're bringing in 2022. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. And if you like this episode, then screenshot it. Tag me on Instagram at McKenzie. Share it with your friends. Share it with somebody who needs to hear it too. And I will be seeing you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become manifestation queens too. See you next time.